0: The Father Brown Stories by G.K. Chesterton. We present The Invisible Man, adapted by John Scotney, with Andrew Sachs as Father Brown.
1: All the rest. Yeah, Merry, gentlemen. Not nothing new. Just, oh, Merry Christmas, mister. And to you. Oi, penny for the weights.
2: Weights? What weights? There's only one of you.
1: Penny for the weight, then?
2: Hmm, penny for the guy. That'd be more appropriate. Christmas isn't for another week.
1: Yeah, rotten old screws.
2: Uh, well, so here you are, then. Invest wisely.
1: Of oh, course, sixpence. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, Duff. Thanks very much. <laughs> Merry Christmas, mister.
2: Merry Christmas. See so we'll you, Merry Christmas, Mrs Wilkins. Oh, you,
3: Mr Angus.
2: Yes, I'm afraid so. Ooh, it's snowing again out there and a bitter wind.
3: Oh, really, Mr Angus? My
2: word. Those plum puddings look absolutely deadly. Oh, Mr Angus! (laughs) Look, I'll um, just pop through to the tea room for a warming cup of your delicious coffee. hmm?
1: Well... Oh, Mr Angus.
2: Oh, Laura, alone at last.
1: And what would you like, Mr Angus?
2: Ah, the blessed ghastliness of Mrs Wilkins' patisserie. It makes her tea room such a haven of privacy. A small cup of black coffee, please. How much of the coconut kisses?
1: A penny, a penny.
2: Oh, dear. Can't afford it. I'll have to have a real kiss instead. John,
1: don't. Mm. Mrs. Wilkins will see. I'll get your order. Hello, Mrs. Wilkins. Oh, that Mr.
2: Angus. Might have known her idea of Christmas decorations would be Holly. Extremely prickly, Holly. Not a twig of mistletoe. Eh, hey, Mrs.
1: Wilkins? Shh she'll throw you out <laughs> here's your order will that be all
2: uh, oh uh, just one thing more i want you to marry me
1: those are jokes i don't allow no really
2: truly i'm being perfectly serious for once in my life as serious uh, as serious as the A me bun, <laughs> the me bun. Mm. marriage is expensive like the bun one pays for it it is indigestible, like the bun. It hurts. John, there's
1: something I must... Mm-hmm. Anyway, what will your uncle say? Oh,
2: who cares? Look, the old Admiral cut me off without a penny years ago on account of my gross and irredeemable socialism. That's how I became a poor, starving artist. <laughs> well, a rather inadequately paid newspaper illustrator, actually. I repeat... I'm being perfectly serious. I've even saved money. I have sold my soul. I've drawn nothing for weeks but jolly robins, jolly fat little men with sacks and white beards, jolly reindeer, jolly candles, jolly holly. I've, um, bought you a ring. Look. Oh, it's lovely. Oh, John,
1: you are serious only oh this is terrible you don't give me time to think ah
2: i'm not such a fool
1: there's something i must tell you Hmm.
2: i've
1: got a break in half an hour where can we meet
2: oh the usual place in the park
1: but it's snowing
2: (sighs) we'll we'll build a snowman
1: hello john hello
2: there one snowman nearly finished you haven't got a pipe and a carrot about you have you to finish him off
1: mr angus before hmm? there's a minute more of this nonsense i must tell you something about myself as shortly as i can it's nothing i'm ashamed of but it's it's a nightmare a what now my father owned a inn, the Redfish at ludbury i used to serve behind the bar Ah,
2: i always knew you were reared among nobler beverages than tea and coffee
1: <clears throat> look do you mind if we walk i'm freezing eh? is a sleepy little hole tucked away in the walls. The only people who ever came to the Redfish were the usual commercials and men who had nothing better to do than lean about in a barroom and bet on horses.
2: (laughs) Sounds quite idyllic. The exotic strangers and the sport of kings now for myself. Oh,
1: do hold your tongue and listen. There were two of them in particular. Really, I was a bit sorry for them. They were so unattractive. Hmm. One was very small, a tiny little man. He had little bright black eyes like a bird's. he was curiously clever at all kinds of things like making a jumping kangaroo out of five cigars or getting 15 matches to set fire to each other like a regular firework Isidore Smythe that was his name Mm.
2: and uh, the other one was he by contrast enormously tall
1: he was Mm? quite tall he had light colored hair I think that was what was so dreadful about him he was so completely nondescript a dreary silent ordinary man James Welkin was called. He never did anything except soak in our bar parlour and go for long walks by himself. In the dull grey hills all around. So, I was startled and very sorry. When they both... They both offered to marry me in the same week. Good Lord.
2: Did you marry them both?
1: I did a very silly thing. I had a horror of their realising. I refused them because I found them both so impossibly unattractive no. <clears throat> so I made up some gas about never meaning to marry anyone who oh it sounds ridiculous but I was very young anyone who hadn't carved his own way in the world two days later the old trouble began I suddenly heard that both of them had gone off to seek the fortunes as though they were in some silly fairy tale
2: <laughs> and now they've come back from the gold fields of australia with red shirts huge moustaches and uh, sacks full of half-time nuggets oh, not eh?
1: quite <laughs> what time is it
2: um half past
1: i must be getting back come on we must hurry wait a minute what happened hmm? well, about a fortnight ago i got a letter from smythe and this last week he's coming to you twice what I suppose you've seen all the hoardings, all about this Smythe silent service.
2: Oh yes I know, um, turn a switch, a housemaid who doesn't flirt, set a dial, a cook who is never cross. All hmm?
1: kinds of fancy machines for doing the housework. Vacuum carpet sweepers, steam washing machines, electric refrigerators, electric kettles. Oh, well, anyway, these machines, whatever they are, they're making him pots of money.
2: Oh, all right now, Laura, we're here, we're back. and We've still five minutes to spare, and there's something you haven't told me. What? The other man, hmm?
1: Yes, you're right. Yes. He's the one I'm frightened of. I haven't seen him. I've heard him. Well, how? It was just a few seconds before Smile's letter come through the door. I heard his laugh. I opened the door. And? There was no one there. Good. Oh I'd forgotten how he laughed. It's one of the reasons I found him so unattractive.
2: I say that's rum.
1: Yes, it is, isn't it?
2: No, I don't mean that, though it is, of course. I mean this here. Well, this paper stuck to the shop window, this thin strip. Do you know what it says? Spythe,
3: shall have you. If you marry him, he will die. <gasps>
4: Who the devil are you? Is it or sorry, I startled you. <laughs> it's these rubber sole shoes, one of my own products. <laughs> They're very quiet, especially in the snow. <laughs> and this gentleman, Laura.
1: Mr. John Turnbull Angus. Mr. Isadore Smythe.
4: How do you do? How do you do? Uh,
1: it is undoubtedly
4: Welkin's writing, is it not, Laura? Aye. I came to tell you that I too have heard from James. Have you? Yes. Five times in the last fortnight, he's left threatening letters at my flat. Yet the porter swears he didn't see anyone in the least suspicious. And here he has pasted up some sort of dado on public shop window while people in shop Quite were so while the people in the
2: shop were having their tea aye well rather while well, the person in the shop was having his tea there's only that little
4: priest we well, must speak to him what? What? oh
1: yes
2: can't stop uh, uh, oh mr angus Good evening mrs wilkins i see trade is
4: looking up a customer a guest uh, oh laura
1: i'll explain in a minute mrs wilkins i hope you will
4: excuse me uh, are you speaking
2: to me could we uh, could we have a word with you a minute please father oh uh, yes yes certainly
3: if you marry him he will die
4: oh dear the thing is father do you see anybody stick it up there i wonder
1: what those little holes can be
4: it is probably stamp paper easy enough to get hold of and no one could possibly trace it uh, more important, though, no Father, did you see anyone? Stick it there. Uh, no, no, but then I wouldn't, you see. I'm terribly short-sighted, and oh.
3: I was rather a long way away.
2: Oh, I have perfect eyesight. Ah. I, I assure you, I saw nobody. Oh, that's amazing. Well, if I were
4: you, smile old chap, I'd put the whole thing in the hands of some energetic private inquiry agents. Well, you're right, of course. Um, but some of these private detective fellows are... now
3: there perhaps i may be able to help i know an extremely clever fellow his name's flambeau oh he's a foreigner Uh, yes his office is in town but his flat's not far away Uh, uh, do mention me father brown
4: it's only a few stops on the penny omnibus penny omnibus be done i'll go in the car
1: go with him john why he may need help now
4: look here no don't
1: worry the threat's against mr smythe not against me Remember, I
4: know James Welkin. A designed car myself, Mr. Angus. As you see, it is extremely simple to drive. Anybody buy one, no need to employ chauffeur. It's uh, remarkable. To keep a servant, Mr. Angus. Servant? Uh, no, I can't afford to. I can not afford to. I'm a millionaire. Oh. But I choose not to. And uh, my rival, I suspect I should say, our rival, well, uh, Welkin. Yes, he was left a little money. When I last saw him, he was drinking his way pretty deeply into that capital. I don't know what Laura told you. Well, she gave uh, me a... Uh, uh. Oh, dear. Whatever Laura may have imagined, I always earned every penny I spent. I had to. My parents there were already long dead. they have been servants up at all. Between them, they earned £50 a year for a 12-hour day. Black leading grates, boiling laundry, mind your backs, heating <coughs> up water on fire and carrying it up for master's bath. Sweeping and dusting it killed my mother. Oh, I'm sorry to hear it, sir. I'd firm such drudgery is unnecessary. I believe that in 60, 70 years' time, say by 1970, 1980, no one will need to employ domestic servants or to be employed as a servant. And the reason. Machines of which the machines I manufacture are but the primitive ancestors. It will be the new golden age, but a golden age without slavery. I mind that horse! Obsolete animal! Oh, I get carried away. Ah, Hampstead. We must be nearly there. What's the address? Uh, Lucknow Mansions. How oh, very odd. I live at Himalaya Mansions, just round Corner. Look, why don't you come up to my flat? I'll show you Wilkins letters and you can run round and get that flambeau chap. Here we are. My flat. Well, avert your eyes. I beg your pardon? While well, I turn this combination lock to neutralise burglar alarm system. Otherwise, when I open door, bells will ring in here and in Hallport's office. Oh, I see. Good. Now we can go in. See, electric light comes on as we enter come through to the kitchen shut the door. oh yes good lord what a battery of paraphernalia. what's that? that is my electric knife sharpening and polishing machine. I
2: say I wouldn't half mind having one of those.
4: 33 guineas. 33 guineas? What's oh, a bit steep. costly. like so many of my machines it is at present vastly more expensive than the human servant it replaces. oh fortunately for me my things are fashionable among the far-sighted did you know that on um, King Edward's yacht, he has no less than three electric refrigerators? One just for champagne. Really? Ah, here, here. Here are letters. Uh, Living room is through there. Door, of course, is automatic. I just press this button here, so.
2: And if you go to see her today, I will kill you. Mm. That's the last, and it came
4: this morning? Aye. Look, give you a glass of whiskey? I think I need one. Of course. Watch this. I call it my invisible footman. You see the little rails on the floor? Yes. Now, look at that metal cabinet over there.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I press this switch on the arm of my chair. Good heavens. Now, this one. it.
2: Should I take a drink of it? Oh!
4: Good heavens! Slide! <coughs> are you all right it's still experimental i haven't got the circuits quite right that's one disadvantage <laughs> a human thought my would explode in a blue flash and give off clouds of smoke oh <coughs> you haven't seen my uncle's butler look if you don't mind i think i'll forget about the whiskey and trot over
2: to this thronlow fellow to sweet hmm uh, yes yes right this way okay uh mr angus i don't know how to uh... don't think nothing of it old boy <laughs> workers of the world unite you know aye oh. may the best man win uh, eh oh, Look, look i see you've got one of these spy hole things in the door smith i beg you open this door to no one till i get back hmm i won't cheerio
4: then i'll put the alarm on goodbye
1: champagne charlie is me name champagne
2: drinking is me game oh Oh, madam scrubbing away i see yes sir crabbing mm. did you know that one day you might be replaced by a machine oh good mm. well but for the moment i want you to take this with my best wishes for a happy christmas and a prosperous new year thank you sir oh oh thank you and when i come back i shall give you another half crown. another half crab? yes because i want you to watch that door yes and if anyone tries to go in there I want you to nip down in the nip and tell the hall porter immediately. anyone do you understand? yes yes, sir. splendid. compliments of the season Mm hmm? flippin tops.
5: well at least the snow has stopped. yes. Uh, you see I am from the south Mr. Angus. I do not share your northern taste for winter weather. (laughs) so uh, you told Smythe to open the door to no one. that's hmm? right. And you said the cleaning woman on sentry duty. Uh, what else? Well, I also warned the whole porter, of course. Oh, and the hot chestnut man outside. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: and best of all, there was a policeman outside. Ah, I explained everything to him, and he agreed to keep guard. You did well. Thank you, Mr. Plumberg. Well, you see, there's the hot chestnut man now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the policeman with him.
5: Who are the other two? Uh, it's
2: Father Brown. Uh, Father Brown! Oh, Laura? Hello. Laura? Hello.
5: What are you doing here?
2: Oh, why have you brought this gentleman with you? Oh, Miss Laura insisted on coming. I should explain.
3: She told me the whole story, and uh, she thought she would tell Welkin if he turned up at Smythe's flat that she had no intention of marrying Smythe. Cool. And I, uh, yes, I just tagged along to give her moral support. We've uh, we've only been here a couple of minutes. We came on the penny omnibus. Oh, do have a chestnut. They're very good. Uh, no,
5: thank you. Yeah, it's oh, awfully decent on Oh yes, constable. Here we are. Thanks, sir.
1: And you didn't see anyone go in, did you, Constable?
5: No, miss. Not a soul, sir. Good. Well, all seems well. Uh, we'll just go in and double check with the whole porter, and then we'll go up and see Mr. Smythe. Hmm? I say, I
3: say, Flambeau. Take a look at these footprints. Uh, which one? Well, these, these ones here, going in, eh? And these ones, coming out.
5: Oh, yes. They seem to be the same person an extremely heavy man or he could be carrying a load yes good firm stride the good workman like boots with hobnails (laughs) I read an excellent monograph on footprints when I was first setting up to be a detective they're very clear yes 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 yes
3: yes that's what struck me I fear we may be too late let's see the hall porter would you come with us constable
5: Yes, a very ingenious gentleman, Mr. (laughs) Smythe. He he rigged up this telephone system Mm. from his room upstairs, down here to my desk. (laughs) Mm. Anyway, gents, uh, and madam, (laughs) uh, you can take it from me. Nobody's been in since this young gentleman went away. Then what are these patches of melting snow leaving upstairs? Yes. Yes, see the snow has hardly melted despite the warmth here. These appointments were made within the last few minutes. Oh, God, the invisible man! Father, you stay down here with Miss Laura. Mr. Langlis will you come up with me? Of course. I'd better uh, go with them, sir. Uh, yes, Constable. Just a moment. Yes, sir. Um, could I, uh, could I just have a word, please? Are oh, they well, sir?
1: After
2: the ball is over. After the bread. See the break. wet marks lead straight to his door. No one went in. Can I have my half
5: crown now, sir? And, and see, look there. Fainter marks coming out. Yes. As Father Brown said, we may be too late.
2: What about me half crown? Smile? Smile! Are you all right? Two shillings and sixpence. Well, I have to break
5: the door down. There is an easier Charlie way. I have my skeleton keys. Well, well, be Charlie. careful. That's What's the matter? Ah, well I don't know. I haven't lost my touch. Well, that's
2: strange. Smythe has an electrical alarm. He said he was
5: putting it on. Yes, I know the kind of thing. There's usually a switch somewhere. Ah, there. But it's off. Hmm. Look, it's a
2: tiny flat. I'll try the kitchen. You try the living room, would you? Yes. (gasps) Mon Dieu! What's the matter?
5: Look, there on the carpet. A trail of blood. Hmm, Someone must be wounded Oh, dead. But where's the body I simply do not understand it there are but four rooms all of them we have searched thoroughly the body must be somewhere we must get father Brown up here what the little priest yes yes yes. we'll call him on that internal telephone thing yes here it is Um, hello is that the concierge Uh, I mean you know the the whole porter yes good look uh, this is mr. Flambeau one of the gentlemen in mr. Smythe's flat Would you kindly ask Father Brown to come up? hmm? Oh, and the policeman, yes, please. Ah, he's not there. Uh, Well, uh, just Father Brown, then. Thank you. Well, here we are. Ah, Father Brown.
3: Ah, yes, I'm sorry about the policeman. I I sent him off on an errand. Dora, why don't you come
5: up here as well? It's not a pretty sight, you know.
1: I wanted to know what happened.
5: Uh, Yes, well, uh, so do we. Uh, Come through. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, you'll notice, Father, the wet footprints. Ah, yes. They come right into the flat. Yes,
2: yes. But uh, why were you interested in the footprints outside?
5: Ah, uh,
3: hmm? yes. Well, they were the only ones that weren't partially obscured by snow. They were made after it stopped. Um, do you mind if I just uh, potter about? Uh, no, no, no. Of uh, course, uh, just, just go ahead. A
5: yes. bit.
2: Ah. ah, no This is interesting. but what? Oh. what is it? We didn't think any of those uh, papers were relevant. Hmm.
1: Um,
2: no, no, no. They're not this um is this one
3: um might interest you miss laura Mm -hmm. here oh thank you father
5: excuse me all right if i come in sir oh
3: yes 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 Uh, constable do come in
0: Uh, we arrested him as you suggested sir well done well done you've acted very promptly
3: Uh
5: thank
0: you sir Uh, he confessed at once
5: Uh, we're going to drag the canal for the body good good Uh, but so the little priest triumphs again look will
2: someone please explain you've
3: caught the invisible man oh only mentally invisible mr angus Uh, you know how rich people never notice the presence of servants they take them for granted to them they are invisible yes but uh, Smythe had no servants ah well there are public servants as well as domestic servants when those four honest people said that no one had gone into the mansions or the flat they meant no one they noticed and miss laura there was something you said to me which wasn't true what i say father no no don't be annoyed Uh, she thought it was true but there can't be no one in the street outside just after a letter has been delivered Hmm? Hmm? and then of course there was the stamp paper
5: Uh, look i i can't stand it anymore who is this fellow what does he look like What is the usual get-up of a mentally invisible man? hmm?
3: Oh, he's dressed rather handsomely in red, blue, and gold. And in this striking and even showy costume, he entered Himalaya mansions under eight human eyes. What? Yes, he killed Smythe in cold blood after Smythe opened the door to him, and he came down into the street again, carrying the dead body over his shoulder.
2: Here, Father Brown, are you
3: raving mad, or am I? You're not mad, only a little unobservant james welkin was dressed as a postman so it was Wilkin after all see nobody see. ever notices postmen somehow yet they have passions like other men and um, and don't they carry large sacks where a small corpse can be stowed quite easily hmm? yeah, have you ever noticed this that people never answer what you say they answer what you mean or what they think you mean you see suppose suppose one lady says to another in a country house is anybody staying with you the lady doesn't answer yes the butler the three footman the parlor maid and so on though the parlor maid may be in the room or the butler behind her chair she says there's nobody staying with us meaning nobody of the sort you need. but mm-hmm. now suppose a doctor inquiring into an epidemic asks who is staying in the house then the lady will remember the butler, the parlourmaid, and the rest. And of course, I see. all language is used like that. You never get a question answered literally, even when you get it answered truly. And when these four quite honest people said that no man had gone into the mansions, they didn't really mean that no man had gone into them. They meant no man whom they could suspect of being your man. A man did go into the house and did come out of it, but they never
5: noticed it. Right.
1: Oh, oh, absolutely horrid. Let's talk about something else.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, look here. Smyth's patent waste disposal system. The dustman you don't have to tip. Let's try it. Ooh, ooh. This paper will do. Oh, oh it Here's the button. It's oh.
5: Extraordinary.
1: Oh. And now, Mr Angus.
5: Yes?
1: Don't you find it close in here? Close. Would you care for a walk in the park? Oh yes.
2: Oh, yes, yes, very much. <laughs> um, excuse us, gentlemen.
1: Excuse oh,
2: us. Close.
1: Goodbye, Monsieur flumbo
5: Mademoiselle.
1: Father Brown. Oh, goodbye, Miss Laura.
5: Now, tell me, Father Brown, what was on the paper, huh? I thought you said it was important, yet she threw it away. Yes, yes, it could have been important to
3: some people, I suppose. It was Isidore Smythe's will. He left her everything. One and a half million pounds. One and a half million? Yes. But I don't think Miss Laura would wish to be wealthy. After all, didn't she say she was determined that the man she would marry would, uh, what was the phrase, would have to carve his own way in the world? Hmm? Mm -hmm. What a challenge.
0: The young Mr. Angus. In The Invisible Man by G.K. Chesterton, the part of Father Brown was played by Andrew Sachs, Flombo, Olivier Pierre, Laura, Eileen Tully, John Turnbull Angus, Anthony Hyde, Isadore Smythe, Michael Drew. Mrs. Wilkins and Char Lady Margot Boyd, Policeman Peter Aker, Urchin Melinda Walker. The Invisible Man was adapted by John Scotney and directed in Bristol by Alec Reed. Our
2: well, next week's story is The Honor of Israel Gow, in which Father Brown surveys the remnants of a battered corpse and talks of money.